I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Gompies, and welcome to 100% Hits Volume Pod, the podcast that looks at the greatest compilation series this country has ever produced. My name is Josh Earl, and please, welcome into your hearts, welcome into your ears, my very good friend, it's Durok J. Singer, everyone, yay! Hello, Josh Earl and the Gompies, which is a new phrase for me since I last did this podcast. I don't yep. want to know why, I just want to make sure it's not a cancellable phrase. No, the listeners love it. Every listener okay. loves being called a Gompy. Okay, they, cool, they all right. It. All right. I mean, it sounds like someone <laughs> who is in, in trouble would say, no, no, they loved it. I, yeah. They, yeah. Hey, do really into it. Some of my best friends are Gompies. Okay? <laughs> I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> right. So Gompies, it's nice. To, yeah, it's good to be back on the pod. And I'm excited about this list. So last time you were talking about Hit Machine. This time you're talking about 100 Hits. We're in the year 1999, Dil. Mm. So I would have been 14 years old. Just oh, perfect. Puberty through the roof. Oh, really? Yes. And well, was, and I was still climbing that ladder to reach it. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, in 99, um, I, my voice hadn't broken yet, and I played uh, Hermia from Midsummer Night's Dream in, uh, in my school production. I mean, we, we, it was a mixed school, but I was that good an actor. No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, it was an all-boys school. And um, so I got a lot of the female roles because my voice hadn't broken compared to the other, other cast members. So, yeah, maybe puberty... Look, what I mean is, you know, my body was changing, yeah. uh, but not my voice. <laughs> so, so, as we established last time on the pod, Sri Lanka probably didn't get a lot of these. I know a few of them definitely wouldn't have been in playing no, in Sri Lanka. No, no. I mean... Uh, the Australian ones especially. Yeah, I only knew of Marsha Hines once. <laughs> Sorry, is that a spoiler, Josh? No, no, no. no. Uh, I only knew of Marsha Hines um, after Idol. You know, when I yep. came in, so I came to Australia in 2004. So, you know, wouldn't have known that uh, there's a few Aussie ones there, but there are quite a few coming up uh, that we're going to talk about that are, you know, definitely made it in Sri Lanka. Okay, great. Let's let's crack into it. Okay, side A, <laughs> volume 29. Uh, we're going to start off. Last time, we loved them. We loved We Like to Party. We loved Dutch Eurodance. Do we love this one as much? Let's see. This is the Venga Boys and yeah. their song. Boom, 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 boom. Here we go.
So it, it's all chorus. It's all chorus. This song. Go, oh, go for it, it's just a banger and it's you know what like not only does the beat just slap <laughs> it's so bizarre the 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 funny electronic you know uh, additions to it in terms yeah. of the lyrics but i remember as a teenager going what is a double boom because yes. i think i understood boom yep but i was like what's a double boom and i'm i don't know i'm guessing they just go for round two but then she wants to spend the night together till forever so there's plenty of booms not just a double boom there's four Unless booms this is yeah yeah exactly exactly and you know the i would argue josh unless someone can present evidence to the contrary i think this is venga boy's best song well a big part spotify agrees with you this has 250 million more streams than any of their other songs really yeah, because I, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, we like to party. Was their intro into the global stage? Yes, it was. Yeah, that was their debut in Australia, and that was right. the number and one hit. Got... This one yeah. didn't get to number one. Got to number two here in Australia. Kept off by Sixpence None the Riches. Kiss me. Oh, good song. It is a good song. And what's that? She's all that. That's where that movie that comes it in. It did. This did go number one in seven countries. Uh, UK and New Zealand being two of those countries. Uh, it interpolates Abba's lay. All Your Love On Me. I don't know that song. So when I first heard this, this was the first time hearing that beat, okay? Really? Isn't the Abba song that lay all your love on me? Yeah. I, I Which only comes know the in hits the, of Abba. Comes in the Mama Mia, it, comes, it comes in the Mamma Mia movie, I believe. Uh, don't go chasing your emotions. You don't know that song? I, I've never seen Mamma Mia stage or, <laughs> or film. Because you've got... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say some pretty problematic stuff, but anyway. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> so we've had we've had on the show "Boom Shake the Room," we've had "Boom yes. Boom Boom" by the Out There Brothers. This is now four. Oh my booms god! Was I here the for Boom Boys. Shake the Room? I think you were "Boom Shake the Room." Yeah, I'm the Boom Guy. I'm the Boom yeah. Mike Guy. <laughs> you are the Boom. Now, quick recap: If uh, listeners didn't listen to the episode with Eamon Clark and Dicko, uh, Venga Boys are two producers, Dansky and Dilmundo. Delmundo, like Gompies, sounds like a slur. Sounds like, check out the album. Yeah. He's got a bit of Delmundo about Dilmundo him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. She was wearing a short skirt. I saw her Delmundo. <laughs> <laughs> now, they're the actual Venga boys, spelt with a Z on the end. That was their producing, like, DJ uh, okay. crew. And then they filled the group up with Roy, Robin, and Denise, and that's the Venga boys that we know and love, okay? With the S. Like, yes, with the S. Uh, so in November 1999, Boom 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 was used in an uh, ad in Japan for Nissan. Sales went through the roof. In 2001, a British furniture retailer used the song well, for one of the air campaigns. Pause the sorry. sorry, Josh. Sales of the song or of the cars went through the roof? Of the cars. Oh, wow. So right. people love it. Then the British furniture retailer used this song and their sales also through the roof. Okay. But then some hackers used it and it could it can take control of your computer and what they would do is it would just play this song on loop and not stop. And it was a way to they said torture their victims by using this. So every time you oh open your laptop, God. boom, 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 boom. I want you in my room. I'd argue almost every song in the entire history of songs, if you played long enough over yes. and over again, would 
be a torture, right? Yeah. It could be your favorite song. It could be yeah. you could play lose it. Like I listen to Lose Yourself once a week at least since it came out in two thousand and four um, or two thousand two. Sorry, uh, how dare I get that wrong? Uh, but uh, but if you would have played on loop for me forever and ever, at some point I'm gonna just yeah want to yeah. lose myself to heaven. All right, uh, Venga Boys still touring. And they are, allegedly, and I say allegedly because the only place I've read this is in interviews with the band, they are the highest-selling foreign language band in India of all time. Outselling Michael Jackson. Oh. Now, if, so, listeners, okay. if I have any listeners from India, in India, let me know if this is true because I couldn't they're, see are they, are they called Gandhi, Indian sales. Are they, are they, they call Gandhis. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know... India, Sri Lanka, pretty pretty close yeah. globally. Venga yes. Boys big in Sri Lanka? Huge. Okay. I can't tell you like so so that was this song boom 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 was massive. Oh man, am I just making things up in my head now? But I have a vague memory of them touring. It might have been in Australia. Did they do re- did they tour recently with a bunch of other uh, 90s sort of yeah, legends. They're, they're on the nostalgia tour, but they're always the, the headliners yeah. of those nostalgia tours, yeah. Right, right, right. There you go. So maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, no, Boom 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 was huge. Um, the only one that I would say comes close to that is the Ibiza song for me. I really enjoyed yeah. the the chill vibes of that. Ibiza, yeah, Which, yeah for, for a while there, I thought it said, we're going to eat pizza. Tells you why I had childhood Great. obesity issues. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm going to hear it as that. But um, that's, that's the Weird Al Yankovic version of it. <laughs> we're going to eat pizza, but yeah, that Venga Boys. I wouldn't be surprised if if that stat is true because of how popular they were in Sri Lanka. Based, you know, just extrapolating across yeah. a billion people. However, you're right, Josh. Beating Michael Jackson seems seems unlikely, I, I but maybe Jackson just had so many hits across the board that not one song just reached the level that say boom 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 good you know yeah i I don't look i still i still think michael jackson would beat it um hey in 2019 they released this song again on their unplugged album it's called unplugged number ones do you want to hear it just acoustically here it is yeah please i do oh here we go okay yeah Yes, she does. Your problems. Just come along, baby. Take my hand. I'll be your lover tonight. What's the low? Is that yeah. someone's voice? The low, the the low tones? Is that a... no? I think it's a bass, uh, upright bass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, that's not bad. Initially, I was like, "This is sad. This is like a classroom. Someone singing." No, but then once the, yeah. the, the kick. I I don't mind. I can see that kind of stuff being used in in something like a a, a cabaret show or something like that. I can see someone yeah flinging hoops to it. All right. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on from the Venga Boys to another abs- absolute banger of a song. Yes. This is one and done for this band. One hit one. Yeah. Done. Right. Here we go. It's New Radicals and their song. You get what you give. Here we go. Speaking of car ads. Mm-hmm. 
so, got to stop it there. Sorry. So, look, I, that's interesting because uh, that felt like the verse and the chorus were the same kind yeah. of vibe, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I went and saw that musical and Juliet. Um, oh, yes. And, which was great. I loved it. You know, I'm, 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 in, I'm an emotional mess these days, but I've been crying a lot anyway. But that musical in particular, just I was in tears the whole time. So, but is it, can I, I just ask, is it Max Martin? He, he kind of yes. helped produce it and stuff? Yeah, great. Well, I don't know what his influence was in terms of the writing, but all the songs they use are Max Martin songs. So yep. part of the joy for Arjen uh, going to that show is you're surprised almost going, is this another one of his? Like, how many hits does this guy have? You know, Max Martin, he, he so many Britney, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC songs, right? Even Katy Perry towards more recently and yep. even um, The Weeknd. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's wild. So then I went on this YouTube deep dive about Max Martin and like, what the fuck is he and why is he so capable of producing hits? And one of the analyses was that he he gets he re, he he jump he gets to the point very quickly. So if yeah. there's a there's, there's no long intros, and you almost get the chorus within the first thirty seconds, and that and that is just creating this hit machine. You know? Yeah. I, lo- so I love this- that kind of stuff because I normally only play the- up until the chorus. So Max Martin songs on this podcast do very well right. because we get to the chorus. Well, right. we- sometimes we even get to the chorus twice. It's great. Right. And whereas that's what I noticed on this one, it was like, oh, when's the, when's the main thing kicking in? And yeah. then I was like, it does, but it's actually the same as the verse. Yeah. And, and I don't know, did we, did I, we went on a rant last time about One Hit Wonders and about why I hate that it's framed as a, as a negative thing. Yes, I think we did. Yeah. Yeah, because for me, I'm like, man, you got one hit. Do you know how hard it is to get one hit? And so I was going to say, having said that, the it is funny, though, to listen to a song like that. I'm like, there's so much complexity and they clearly, like, understand there's, like, you know, music. But the fact that they couldn't replicate it is it is quite an odd one, isn't it? Well, this is the thing. They... It's not that they didn't want to replicate it. They just didn't want to do music anymore. So this is the oh. interesting thing with this band. So Greg Alexander and Daniel Brisboy were the main duo. Then they filled it with touring musicians. Got to number one in Canada, New Zealand, top five in the UK, third in here. But they split up before their second single was even released because Greg Alexander was like, I hate touring. I hate doing interviews. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be a musician. I've realized that. I, I like writing songs, but that that's all I really want to do. I don't. I like producing them, but I'm, I'm sick of going on the road and performing them. I respect this person so much. Yeah. Like, how do you walk away? Like, see, I think about that going, you know, sometimes like I'm at that stage in my career where I'm comfortable enough to say no to certain things, right? Yep. Whereas compared to, say, three, four years ago, yes, yes, yes to everything. Whatever comes yes. out, I'll find a way to make it work. You know, Josh Hill has a podcast about music. I'll find a way to make it work, you know? Thank so you. I'll Thanks just do everything. Yes. <laughs> no, but but all jokes aside, I know that there's no version of me that can have a hit song and then decide, ah, I'm good. Yeah. You know, we're seeing it right now with Louis Capaldi, right? He he had yeah. to start his Glastonbury show and let the audience sang, and it's a really beautiful moment. But he's taken time off because he's yeah. realized he's not he's he's dealing with his Tourette's uh, diagnosis and things like that that he yeah. wants to try actually focus on and making sure that he gives people a good show which is amazing but what a it, it's so unheard of like we only we've seen footage of katie perry like staring into the void as she's going and then she just goes up and then you know performs yeah. amazingly so like having people who go you know what i'm just going to prioritize what's actually good for me and even though this is lucrative i'm out yep 
Well, uh, a lot of artists respect him as well. So Joni Mitchell uh, respects him a lot. And she said that uh, this was her favourite song of the year. And in 2004, on her compilation Artist Choice, she said that this was like uh, rising from the swamp of music, like a flower of hope. And then someone said, oh, you know, he walked away from music. He didn't, wasn't that he didn't want to do it anymore. It wasn't that he couldn't do it anymore. He just did. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I knew there's a reason I like him. He's, he, he's a true artist. Yeah. Right. Uh, Ice-T in, on Conan in t- 2006 was asked a question, besides rap music, what else do you like? And the only song he said he liked was this song. <laughs> said, Are you is, serious? Yeah, which is like seven years after it came out. He said, no, this is, that's a great song. And then in Time uh, magazine, you two, uh, The Edge was asked uh, what song he wished he could write. And he said, this is, this is the song I'm most jealous of. I wish I could have written this song. That's fascinating. What a great yeah. like game recognizing game thing. Yeah. So, so has this artist, uh, the, the songwriter, did he do any writing for other people? Yes. He's, he's actually re- like produced a bunch and written for other people. And in in this song, he ends up dissing a, a few artists. Uh, but yeah. he says what he did. He, he I'll read you the full line. So it's health insurance yeah. rip off lying, FDA big bankers buying, fake computer crashes dining, cloning while they're multiplying, fashion shoots with Beck and Hanson, Courtney Love and Marilyn Manson. You're all fakes. Run to your mansions. Come around. We'll kick your ass in. Or he says ass. And he said he did that because he he wanted to know what because he's saying health insurance ripping us off, the big banks are like evil, all these massive corporations. But he goes, I bet all anyone will notice is that I'm bagging out some artists, and and it, that's exactly what happened. People are like, oh, you've got wow. beef with Beck, you've got beef with Marilyn Manson. He's like, no, no, no. I'm. What about the other stuff I have beef with? Do you want to talk about that? No. Like, oh no, yeah. And so Marilyn Manson said he wasn't offended. He was only offended that he was in the same sentence as Courtney Love, and. <laughs> Beck said that Greg Alexander ran up to him in a supermarket once and apologized to him personally, saying, I, I didn't mean anything by it. It was just like, I was just writing it. Yeah. And then Hanson, he actually worked with Hanson. He produced one of their, like, some of their songs. And, he, and they were like, Yeah, I'm really glad he didn't fight us because he's huge. He's a big guy. <laughs> oh, wow. Right. Really? Yeah. So, oh, man. I'm, I'm so into this idea of someone just going, It's the same with like Sia, although she did convert eventually but like she yeah. did so much writing behind the scenes because she didn't like the anxiety of performances yeah and then just sort of kind of i think chandelier she just like laid the vocals for i think rihanna to understand what to sing and then the producer's like man you just you release it this is great you know yeah. and yeah. that's why she performs i think with the wig and covering her face over her face or standing backwards yeah so good all right yeah. let's go to australia uh, just a Side note that you might potentially need to clip out, but I remember Tommy Dasselos had a show one year which referenced his song, and you know I think the show finished in the song, and it was off the back of a true story where I think I believe he was watching a um, 9/11 documentary, and the final montage of all the you know the destruction was played with this song overlaid, which <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> Get us out of song, guys. Come on. All right. <laughs> to Australia now. Their first time on the podcast. This is their debut single. They're from Melbourne. They had a name change, but at this stage, they were called Taxi Ride. Here we are and get set. Brand new song for me.
Stop it there. So, do you recognize that song at all? Um, I'm not putting you on the There spot. were elements just, yeah. of it that, that, that there's elements of it. I definitely don't know if, if I've heard the song, but there was something about uh, there's a familiarity to it. I don't know whether it's a generic type of kind of because I don't know music literature properly enough to know, but I just know that there's a feeling I felt that it reminds me of something else and I don't know what it is. Um, well, should I be offended? No, no, because, no, 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 no. Because no. it said taxi driver, a taxi ride, and it had a, a, a sitar playing at the top. So <laughs> no, no. I don't know what they're playing at. Well, I'll tell you what about their name, but this song in 2022 was used in an advertisement for Visit Melbourne starring our good friend Ben Lomas. This song oh! was at the end. <laughs> So if okay, you watch right. if you watch the tennis in 2022 or watch the, turn on the TV at any time in in January February you saw Ben Lomas and his acting wife pretending yeah. to get a room and go what else is on and every single time this song anyway it was also used in the film Election uh, starring Reese Witherspoon um, yeah. Yeah, that's from '99 yeah. as well so her character Tammy's listened to the song in her room okay uh, and that was kind of like that was really big because they were just an unsigned band in Melbourne uh, a year before this. So wow. what happened yeah. What happened was prior to f- uh, forming, so they'd been playing cover bands and stuff like that, and then they got together, released an e- like recorded an EP, and mm. a friend of theirs would drive taxis. And so the friend would play it in his taxi and ask people who he was driving around, what do you think of this? It just happened one day he was driving an executive from Warner Brothers, like the like Warner Music, I should say, and he said, "Oh, I like this. Who is it?" And he said, "Oh, it's it's my friends. They're called Taxi Ride." And so he got their number and then got them in the recording studio, and then they released their debut album, Imaginate, which uh, the album um, was a top ten. The album got top ten. It also got forty one in New Zealand. And they were nominated for two awards at the Arias of 99, uh, Breakthrough Artist and Best Pop Release, and they won the Breakthrough Artist Award. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, the, I also love the story of the friend who was playing in a taxi. That's, yeah. that's phenomenal. It also just, it's so funny. In a world where we have uh, Instagram, YouTube, and things like that, where people, artists are getting their content out that way, it's yeah. almost like hearing like something from the Stone Ages going, oh, yeah, so we had a friend drive around a taxi and played, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's... Gets, gets it. I, look, I remember Taxi Ride not being treated with not not respectfully but they were like they bridged that pop rock divide that i think alienated either camps a bit like thirsty merc thirsty merc are a similar kind of thing where the indie kids don't give them credit the pop kids are like oh it's a bit too rocky i don't know but yeah yeah okay see i always like you know some of the thirsty merc like someday someday and you know summertime and things like that those are all songs by the way after i moved obviously that's why have some idea about them if they made it on the pop stage at least you know yeah um but yeah this is definitely something that you know went over my head 
But uh, I, I love that it's the low mass theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. This we is... should use it for Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is Jerry Hallowell's first solo ah. number one. This is My Chico Latino, which is My Latin Boy. Here it is. Yeah. Let's go. Firstly, I need to correct you. It's Mi Chico. Pronounced. Mi Chico Latino. Mi Chico. Sorry. ¿Dónde está el hombre? Con fuego en la sangre. So just it only just popped in my head right now to think that 1999 we had Living La Vida Loca was huge. Yep. We had Mark Anthony come onto the scene. I think we're just recovering from John Cicada. So yep. I feel like this is someone producing going, you know what's hot Latino style kind of stuff. So let's put a Spice Girl who is obviously hot entity at that point. Was she the first solo? Yeah, one? she le- she left. That was still at this stage. That was still a four piece, and she she oh. left. Yes, yeah, so and yeah. no wonder this thing got so much attention because this would have been the first hit that she, so first song that she released solo. But then the let's let her, her second song, her first song, oh, okay. uh, robbed of number one, robbed, absolutely robbed. Okay, so we talked about it last time. It should have been a number one hit, but uh, she uh, was up against I can't remember it was Boyzone or Westlife, and they they rigged the polls, and so they sold the one song. They sold two different copies of it, and so that counted as the one song, and so. Their fans were buying two copies at Canada's two sales for the one song. They rigged it. Oh, rigged that is it. robbed. Yeah. So two things, two questions. Firstly, what was her song? What was their song? Uh, I can't remember what their song was anymore, but her song no, yeah. was Look At Me. It was the kind of, sounded like a Shirley Bassey song. This song, written by the same team that had written all her Spice Girls hits and Jerry, they both, they worked together. Uh, we talked about this last time, like the Spice Girls said to, the guys from Absolute Production said, you either work with Jerry or work with us. And they went, all right, we'll work with Jerry. So right. big win for Jerry. Uh, it's to pay homage to her mother, who's Spanish. And okay, fair So they, they'd come up with a melody. They didn't have any words. And so she thought, oh, I'll call my mum up and get her to help. And she said to her, she said, mum, what do you say to a bloke in Spanish if you fancy him and you're being romantic? Mm. And her mum said, I don't know. Hang on, I'll go get a dictionary and have a look. And so she read out some phrases. One of them right. was, and I won't say it in Spanish because like, I'll absolutely mangle yep. it, but it translates to, where is the man with fire in his blood? And so that is what the first line is. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so her record company wanted to release, because look at me, they, 
they had plans. For, that's going to be, be number one. Got robbed. They should have combined forces with uh, the Kath and Kim girls and tried to sell it <laughs> through that. <laughs> Look at me. Anyway, uh, so they wanted to release her song, Lift Me Up, and the absolute team wanted Bag It Up. And uh, she said this one because she was like, Ricky Martin is, is big. Cher also oh. had, had a song. So you were right. And she stuck to her wow. guns. And she like this is why I really like Jerry Halliwell. I think she's she's super smart. She's not the best singer, okay? But well, I was gonna say I, again. I just noticed that's the way that when she's singing there, she really doesn't sing. She's almost no. like just singing it like this lolly kind of yeah. Yeah, and she. I think she's just savvy. I think, and also she was very determined. She had a really good work ethic, and she was always when you look at when I looked at all the Spice Girl stuff, she was always mm-hmm. the one who was like, okay, we're gonna get down, we're gonna knuckle down, we're gonna write these songs. And so she seemed to be the one who was like, all right, let's, let's write some songs. Uh, but this is how big the Spice Girls were. Now, I didn't say this. Now, I'm, look, I'm not that political, but there are some people I don't like. I don't really like conservatives. Jerry didn't have that problem. She, she kind of really loved Margaret Thatcher. And so oh, she, wow. was, she was the original Spice Girl, which the other members were like, oh, I'm not sure about that, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But this is how big the Spice Girls were. In 96, uh, UK Labor, they were led by Tony Blair, and they were like he was really campaigning on, I'm the young guy, I love Britpop, I love, yeah, I'm cool, I like music. And she, he was asked in an interview, okay, can you name all Spice Girls? And he could only name three of them. And people were like, oh, that's not good. You say, you, you say you're cool, you say you're hit with the kids, yeah. you, should know, you should know all the Spice Girls. And then in a uh, newspaper interview with The Spectator, which is a conservative paper, she uh, said that Thatcher was the first Spice Girl and uh, that, yeah, that she, she really believed in the Tories. And so yeah. Vic, Vic uh, Adams, or Vic Beckham as she is now, and Jerry were, were Tories. And the other three, well, uh, Mel Chisholm was like, oh, fuck the Tories. They're pricks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Baby Spice she said it out loud. Yeah, Baby Spice was like, I don't know. And uh, Mel B was I'm like, I'm a baby. A... Yeah. <laughs> Still and, learning to walk. <laughs> and Mel B was like, I'm an anarchist. I don't believe in any of it. Burn it all down. So right. that's where the Spice Girls fit politically. Well, that's kind of cool in a way to go almost yeah. give. Say, even if from a, from a you know a money-making machine, you go, oh, we got a little bit of everything. So we kind of kind of appeal to the, as Jordan yeah. said, you know, even mm-hmm. the right wing. Yeah, <laughs> they buy shoes. Yeah. <laughs> But but also I found that fascinating with the that Thatcher was the original Spice Girl reminds me a lot of Justin Bieber saying that Anne Frank would have been a yeah. believer. Yeah. <laughs> you know you know what Josh I <laughs> I think Indira Gandhi was a gompi so you know, <laughs> so you should hold your head high as well. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. All right, let's move on. Uh, we've talked about it before. This is the follow-up to uh, Every Morning. This is Sugar Ray and their song, Someday. me by I'll lay around 
Uh, so this one, to me, this one sounds it's it's sounds like summer. Sounds like the beach. Sounds like it could be used in an ice cream commercial. Like yeah, and then the chorus, the chorus sounds to me like Weezer, a little bit. I was gonna say Island in the Sun for some reason. I was like, I felt that like it's not the same, but it yeah. reminded me of Island in the Sun. And then yeah. it reminds me that Weezer exists, and I might just go listen to a Weezer song and turn this one off. <laughs> like, not not look. I don't. This is one of those songs that you like. I can understand this being played, especially in 1999, on right. on Triple J, like young, just background music. Yeah. I don't know. Like it, it's yeah. it's from it's from their second out the the second single from their album 1459. Uh, which we mentioned last night, that was a, a little joke at 50 Minutes of Fame and they're like, our time's almost run out. Um, little did I know it was going to be their biggest album ever. Uh, right. And they were really coasting off the back of Every Morning because the B-side to this single when it came out was Every Morning but just acoustically. Yeah, okay. Went, oh, I'll buy that. But here's the thing. Yeah. So Sugar Ray, they weren't always called Sugar Ray, deal. Before Sugar Ray, now you tell me if you think this is a better name or a worse name, and if they'd have the same amount of global fame if they had this instead of Sugar Ray. The Shrinky Dinks. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's so much stupider. It's so but dumb. It, just, it stands out, though, Shrinky Dinks. But I, shrinky I think dinks. people would be more embarrassed to say, oh, I'm listening to Every Morning by Shrinkadinks. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I'm listening to Every Morning by Sugar Ray, the bo- boxer. Wow, he's really branched out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, wow, that's Shrinkadinks. No, I think they did. I think they did a, a, a good move. Yeah. That, uh, Smart move, Shrinkadinks. All right. Shrinky hey, dinks. we're going to take a break. Yeah. We'll be back after these messages. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And we're back. All right, man. I feel like some shrinky dinks, though. Like, <laughs> well, are they? Are they like? A, is it a cereal or is it a game? I can't. I, can't, I, don't I, think, know. I have heard delicious. Yeah, like something you snack on just in your lunch break at school. Yeah, or, or it's the American version of Spooky Dokes, the things you put on your bike tires as you as you're a kid that would like the little beads that go around. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, hey, we've talked about this uh, person twice already now. Uh, you may know her from her massive album, Honey to the Bee. You may know her from starring in Doctor Who. This is Billy Piper and her cover of Slovakian singer Dara Rollins' song, She Wants You. Here we go. Start slow. Yeah. Max Martin would hate this. Yes. Even sounds like there's two radios going on in the same room. Yeah. I 
Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I had no clue. Um, and then maybe just the chorus triggered some memory, but I really don't remember the song. All it did was remind me of uh, Being Around the World. I think oh. it's Lisa Stan's Being yeah. Around the World. And now, yeah, and similar to what you said about uh, Weezer. I'm like, yeah, now I just want to listen to that song. <laughs> yeah, this song, like Billy Piper. I really like Billy Piper. I think she's really funny. She was a teenager here and she was brash and she was great and cool. And this song doesn't showcase any of that. It's a very kind of right. like, oh, we'll just give her a song. And because America, they're like, the label in America wanted this to be her debut a single, and it was. But the other two we've talked about, way better. Like, just especially coming off the back of Spice Girls, which was like, they were like, girl power and being themselves and being cheeky and it's like this is what billy piper should have been hitting those kind of those kind of things in her songs not this kind of middle of the road kind of yeah it's a, it's fine yeah the chorus is but fine, it also but feels yeah. out of date right don't you feel like yeah. the, 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 the tone doesn't feel late 90s for sure like uh, and and so what are you saying about america so she was already big in the uk with some hits before this is it uk she had two number one hits uh before then it was like all right let's uh-huh. try and break america and this is the song they thought would break her in america but i was thinking for younger listeners who, who billy piper is like is she's like the late 90s lily allen similar similar if lily allen only wrote one out al- or two albums that that's billy piper like right. just that kind of like uh, brash, funny, independent, like loves to party. That was Billy Piper. Okay, right. Yeah. And so she started off as a singer. The Doctor Who stuff was like happens to Yeah. Sorry, man. Sorry, we don't really see that as much as we saw back in the nineties and maybe even the eighties, where you had people swapping genres just because someone's gone. Hey, they're really famous and known for this. Let's have them sing some shit, you know, like yeah. they did with Elvis, obviously, but like the the vice versa, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, and I get more, more singers become actors because it's, again, you chuck them in a film and uh, it's a bit of fun. Yeah. Whereas this year, I don't, we don't see that as much anymore. Well, Billy Piper is still acting. She's still very successful. So she was in Diary yeah. of a Call Girl. There's another one uh, written by one of the writers from Succession, um, which I haven't seen yet, but I've heard very good things. But another okay. one that's coming out very soon on Netflix is she plays one of the leads in, it's called Scoop. And it's all about that Prince Andrew interview where he said that he, he doesn't sweat. So what? so all that, all that, uh, all the allegations are incorrect because he, he doesn't yeah. sweat. Yeah, and I, was, yeah, yeah. I was looking at that. And so this is something that I was like, this is so bizarre. So someone was saying the queen, God rest her soul, also had never been seen sweating. No one's ever seen the Queen sweat. Interesting. Well, all I'm hearing is that on Joshua's pod, Josh says Andrew is innocent. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh, no. Speaking of sweating, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, Scoop's coming out very soon on Netflix. I, I will watch it. 
and Billy Piper's think, in it, okay. and she's great. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, it's definitely a weird one, and I and I also keep forgetting because in Australia, very similar to Sri Lanka, we kind of got hits from both sides, you know, UK and USA, and they yeah. kind of. I never thought of that as being like, oh, this was huge in UK, but not in America and vice versa or whatever, because yeah. we always got the hits. If it was a hit in America or a hit in UK, we got it. And it was really funny to me. I was watching an interview with Take That. Remember yeah. Robbie Williams' first band? Oh. And there's this great scene where they talk about the, the, the person sitting them down going, okay, so we're going to break into America. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to do live tours, blah, 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 blah. Explain like a 30-minute thing. And the boys were quiet. And then I think his name is Howie, Howie something. And he goes, can't be asked. And they literally, <laughs> they never toured America because Howie was like, I can't be asked. <laughs> well, it's funny you bring up, take that, because uh, a few weeks ago we talked about Angels, which was a hit everywhere in the world apart from Australia. And through Robin the Williams week. Angels? Wasn't a hit in Australia. Are you serious? Very serious. You seem shocked. Do you know who else was shocked? Robbie Williams was shocked because he... People have sent me this, so thank you everyone who sent me this. Footage of him on Channel V singing Angels. Yeah. And in all the in all the musical interludes, he's just going, this is a hit everywhere in the world, apart from here. It's a great song. You should give it a go. Sings again, goes, yep, number one in lists off the countries, but not here. No, no, listen to it. It's a hit. It's a bona fide number one, guys. Sings again. I, and then goes, they released it three times in this country. You wouldn't, you didn't take to it. I don't understand what's going on. That it's, is. It's great. I'm I'm with Robbie because Josh, I can't even make this shit up. Like literally last week, I don't know how some rabbit hole. Uh, I was in a take that mode, I guess. Whatever. Ended up listening to Angels with headphones on. When you know, you know, sometimes you just you've ha- you've always known songs. You know what? I'm gonna properly listen. Yeah. And I was I sat there and I played it three times in a row, and I really came to the conclusion going, there's not a dud moment in that song from the piano from the first fucking note till yep. the way it ends on the violins and everything. I'm like. This is a near near perfect song. I mean, if not a perfect song for me, the fact that Australia <laughs> and it's not like some obscure country like Liechtenstein that no. didn't become a hit in Australia. I will Ooh, say man, here, Dil, we were wrong. Okay, we were wrong. <laughs> it should have been a hit. And right. same same with the Boxing Day Test Special 1995. No, that really was fine. Was I think I think Daryl Hare got that right. I think he got that right. I think that was like, yeah, his arm was bent. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's for a different podcast. <laughs> All right, hey, from one teenager in Billy Piper to another teenager, I know this one very well. This is Killing Heidi and their song "We Are." Here we go.
There we go. Thanks, Ella. Uh, Thanks, Jesse. So I got obviously. I, it's fair to say this is the first probably Killing Heidi song that I've heard, which is funny to me because I know, like, I wouldn't say we're yeah. mates, but I know Ella. We've met a few times. We've hung out. I've had a few laughs. I know your mates with her as well, like you know, and I keep forgetting that she was this icon- iconically huge kind of like Aussie rock star, right? Like yeah. for our generation in particular. Like yes, she, she's, she like been, 14, she's been famous since she was like 15, 16. So yeah, yeah. Uh, this thing. So this is from their 2000 album Reflector. Uh, it got number six on the ARIA charts, uh, this one. Uh, Mascara got higher, but Weir is the song that people were like, oh, and that's the Killing Heidi song. So Ella right. and Jesse, siblings from a very small town in Victoria called Violet Town. The name Killing Heidi came from, they had two lists of words, like one with harsh words and one with soft words, and they're going to put the two together. Okay? Right. Like Silver Chair, that's a similar kind of vibe. Okay? So they Killing was from the harsh list, Heidi was from the soft list. They put it together. That's, that's how it is. They only chose it, uh, a name because they wanted to go into Unearthed and they had to have a name. Didn't want to, just want to be the Hooper siblings. And uh, so they end up winning Triple J's Unearthed, which if you're out of Australia, Triple J is the youth radio station. It's very, very popular. And uh, Unearthed is for all the unsigned bands to send in their things and they get radio play. And Do you have any examples of other Unearthed ones Grins- that went on to become huge? Grinspoon were a big one. I uh, Silverchair didn't win on Earth, but they did win a similar competition uh, that was okay. run by SBS. Uh, Missy Higgins is another one who went through Unearthed, and yeah, so lots of it was, it was very very influential. Is it is to a bit, but not to the extent it was. It used to be this was the only. Right. I think there's more options for people to have their songs heard by people now. Um, anyway, they 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 won with their song Kettle. Okay, so. They were nominated in 2000 for seven arias. They won four of them. So they won Album of the Year, Best Group, Breakthrough Artist, and Best Rock Album. Uh, This song came second in the Hottest 100 of 1999, losing to Powderfinger, uh, These Days by Powderfinger. That's a pretty good song, These Days. (laughs) Now, for for those who have only come to the podcast and didn't know, don't know my back history, Ella and I worked together with Adam Richard on Spicks and Specs. and she is great and she's lovely and you kind of, when I was getting to know her, forgot that she had been famous since she was 16. Because at one point I'm just just making conversation. I said, oh, did you go to uni? She goes, no, I was a rock star. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what I was going to ask you. I was going to be like, so were you a fan of Killing Heidi or at least like... like- here's, here's my thing. And, and I don't think Ella would get offended if I say this. Okay. I was in 99, 2000, such a indie snobby little shit about music that right. I, I did not like killing my, my flatmate at the time, Dion loved them. Mm. And they, mm. they played this concert, uh, this festival in Tassie called gone South. And they were the first right. band on. And, uh, they played an in-store appearance at the, at the CD, uh, shop there called, uh, I think it was called CD corner or something like that. Uh, and, he said, "Hey, I'm going to go see. Ella. I'm going to see Killing Heidi. Do you want to come along?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm not going to see them." And then when right. I got the, when I got the show with her, he goes, "Oh, you're going to tell her that you didn't want to go see her. You didn't want to like walk 400 meters to go see her." I'm like, "No, nah, I think I'll, I'll avoid that." Um, but I ended up telling her. She, she thought it was very funny. Yeah, because um, she's but, a rock star. She doesn't give a fuck about one comedian. Uh, <laughs> one it was funny, and so she was underage when she was doing all this, and yeah. 
there was someone who we had on the show who said, oh, yeah, I remember I met you years ago. You're a bit standoffish um, backstage. You went to your own private area. And she was like, I had to be there because otherwise you guys weren't allowed to drink. So I did that so you guys could all drink. I had to go. I, I wasn't allowed to go drink with everyone. So I had to go in my own private area and do like homeschooling shit. Like I'm not like, <laughs> and so she's like, I hate that people think that I'm like, I was standoffish when I was like, no, I would right. love to have been in the party, but I just wasn't allowed to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But no, that's good. That's interesting. Cause I was going to say, was it like, cause you're a music fan and this is a big Aussie band. I assumed the two, but yeah, in a way, maybe that's what made the show your dynamics so good because you didn't look up to her like, you know, the way I would if I ever met Pamela Anderson or whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to draw, draw on childhood, yeah. you know. <laughs> hey everyone, just me stopping the podcast there because I did ask Ella to be on this episode, but she's currently touring with James Rain and so couldn't do it. So I just thought I'd ask her about Weir and if she knew, like if she was notified that it was going to go on or if she like, it was a big deal to her to be on a hundred percent compilation because she was no 16 when it happened. So, uh, this is what she wrote back to me. She goes, Ooh, I think we would have been notified, but it was a blur back then. However, that inclusion would have definitely meant something to us for sure. As anyone who grew up in that era knew the weight they held at the time, we only got one or two big pop compilations like this because we quickly got too heavy after we and mascara, I think to not upset the balance. So yes, definitely was an exciting time and crazy. It was a real what you've made up moment, but made it to somewhere I didn't expect. That was never the vision, but a nice byproduct and no, and no regrets. A hit is a hit and so many incredible musicians that never get to say they even have one. So I'm ever grateful at least that I know what it's like to have that itch scratched, so to speak. There you go. Thanks, Ella. All right, back to Dilrook. All right, hey, we're going to move on. We've talked about this guy again before. Uh, last time with Jen Fricker, she told a great story about him being backstage at a Bernard Fanning gig. Uh, this time, we'll just talk about the song. This is another Australian artist. This is Alex Lloyd and his song, Lucky Star. Step outside your open vein Still inside the deepest pain The willow shines when you come out But for now you've blasted out Buy and sell the things you need Money comes you spend exceed Waiting for your friends to call Waiting for the waterfall I think it would be Josh, uh, yep. but I do know his other song, Amazing. I had to just Google because yep. I was like, I know I know the name Alex Lloyd. I don't know why I know it. And then I Googled it and it was like, I think Amazing is his, probably the most famous one. Again, yeah, very absolutely. much in an ad, lots of ads. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think I know this other one. Okay, so this is from his debut album called Black the Sun. This song came in at 21 on the Hottest 100, the same year that Ella got second uh, with mm. Killing Hardy. Uh one of nine Australian artists in the top 25. It was a bumper year for Australian artists in 99. Uh, yeah, wow. Killing Holly were the only act to have two songs in the top 20. 
Uh, his song, Black the Sun, was voted by Triple J listeners as Album of the Year of 1999. Uh, I think beat out. I think we talked about this last time. I think there was like Red Hot Chili Peppers had an album or something like that. I, don't, I can't remember. Um, anyway, so this song, I, I really like this song. I think it's aged very well as well. I think it starts off sounding very much like an Elliott Smith song. Uh, and then it goes into kind of like w- what people were doing at that p- point, kind of experimenting with like electronic instruments and sounds. Uh, Uncle uh, were doing this very successfully, getting like kind of guitar-based band and vocalists to come in and sing on like electronic music. And this right. kind of is a nice bridging gap between those two things. Uh, yeah, I... I haven't heard this song in such a long time, and I listened to it. I've listened of all the songs on this album, this is probably the one I'll listen to again. Like, yeah, interesting. I'll just put it on, on a playlist. Yeah, not not boom boom boom. Huh? Oh, maybe not boom boom boom. Maybe yeah, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, oh, that's that's the thing about the the electronics meeting good vocals is something that's fascinating because you know, uh, especially now, again, I think this was a '99 song. Sonique, remember her? Yeah, and that's what gets me high. She was like an incredible song, uh, voice, and um, and yeah, it was like the first time I heard the, like the electro stuff, kind of because I never listened to, I didn't take drugs and, and stuff like that. So so for me, I didn't hear that genre until it became a pop kind of classic. Yeah. So yeah, Mister again, it must be the era. It's funny how you start to notice patterns, right? Yeah. All right, let's move on. This is they've been on before as well. This is Marsha Hines and her song, Time of Our Lives. Here we go. I'm a big fan of the shooty woody boopoos. I like that. Yeah, part. shooty woody boopoos are good stuff. When a song is a shooty woody boopoo, you know yeah. you're <laughs> you're having I, fun in life. You know what I mean? Not taking life too seriously. Okay, I, I will say this is the best Marsha song we've had so far, but that's not high praise. That's like saying this is the least painful cold sore I've had. Okay, it's 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 from the album the same name. I think what they've done, they've seen that Cher had success with embracing her gay audience. Hines has right. gone. You know what? Let's let's try and get that pink dollar. Let's chase that pink dollar. Uh, she performed this at the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras. She also opened Sydney Olympic Stadium in front of a hundred thousand people. We're currently recording this while like eight hundred thousand people are trying to get Taylor Swift tickets to, for the G. Yeah. So Taylor Swift and Marsha Hines are both going to perform in front of a hundred thousand people in Australia. 
Yeah. That is, yeah. See, for me, I, given that I don't know much about music um, in terms of technical size of things. So I always thought Masha, when I came to Australia, she was an Australian Idol judge, naively thinking that these are people who are like king shit, you know, or queen shit in her case. Yeah. So, I mean, I can tell she has a great voice, obviously. Fantastic voice. And she was back in the 70s. She was like the queen of pop, which was like a, a magazine kind of award that they would hand out and she would she won it like three or four years in a row so she was she was a big deal and then she had i think she got a diabetes uh diagnosis and so she was like i'm gonna step away from music and just look after my family and look after myself and so this was kind of okay being on the same same list as sugar ray hopefully that didn't throw her off sorry (laughs) sorry she'd been told it was the shrinky dinks um (laughs) no but so this was her comeback kind of into, and it produced by the Rock Melons who had success with her daughter, uh, Denny. Uh, but here's the thing, the problem with naming a song Time of Our Lives makes me think of the Green Day song, Good Riddance, Time mm. of Our Life, which is a, yeah. a far better song yeah. than this one. Yeah. And also Time people, of Your Life. Can I also say that people think that that's used in the final episode of Seinfeld? It's not. It's the second last episode of Seinfeld, the Chronicle, <laughs> the top show. The, the, the Marsha Hines song. No, no. <laughs> The Green Day one. Hey, we have one more. Another teenage singer. They loved female teenage singers, this compilation. This time from Norway. This was her debut single. Was number one in her home country for eight weeks. First time uh, on the podcast. This is Lene Martin and her song, Unforgivable Sinner. Mm, Don't think I know this one, so I'm curious. actually um, because because so, usually those types of european hits end up in sri lanka you know what i mean those yep. those ones like uh dj bobo and all those idiots whatever but i but so i'm surprised this one doesn't ring any bells so i doubt it made it to sri lanka but it also just uh, it reminds me of, do you remember lisa loeb uh, stay yeah, i miss stay. you oh it, do I ever. yeah yeah great great song but that, that's i felt like it was her singing it just then yeah like that's so- that's what it sounded like to me so in Norway, this was number one for eight weeks, okay? It was the first yeah. time a debut Norwegian actor had ever got to number one. It also topped the charts in Italy, and those are the countries she had her most success in, okay? Although in 2005... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Where, where, where was the guys from AHA from? 
Were they Norwegian? They no, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so. But so maybe that's why I'm this surprised that they didn't make it. Not with their debut oh, okay. single. Yep. Understood. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go on. Yeah. So in 2005, though, she was huge in China. And she released an album called Lost in a Moment. And for the Chinese version, she recorded a cover of a song called Still Here by a famous Taiwanese singer called Fei Wong. And this went ballistic in, in Taiwan and China. And according to EMI, was the biggest selling English speaking album of the year in China. Wow. There's a lot of people there. That's a lot of, that's that, a lot of, that's companies. a lot of people. That, yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's the market you want to break into, Josh. Her, her last album was released in 2008, but she's still in the industry. She's now a songwriter, and she wrote songs for Rihanna, most notably Good Girl Gone Bad. She wrote that song. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I mean, that's getting, the name of the album. Was there a song yeah, as well in the album? Yeah, the, the final okay. track on the album is called Good Girl Gone okay. Bad. So she got, she got some royalties. I, I had the CD of that album, by the way. Of course well, I did. Here, here's the other thing. So this song in the uh, Norwegian newspaper, Nordland Boston. Gave it four out of six. Isn't it weird that they're rating out of six? A six. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the that's really confused me, and I don't like it. Well, I was thinking because the more I thought of it, the more I'm like, oh, it's just a number system. It's kind of arbitrary. Like five, ten. Yeah. Why do we just choose those numbers? Like ten's a round, a nice round number, but like five is a weird yeah. thing. I guess six. Yeah. Four out of six. Might as well just go. Oh, two out of three. I don't know. It's. Well, two out of three, 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 we see it fairly, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what would you, you know, rate something? But, but yeah, six seems odd. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. I see a seven makes sense if it's an odd number, because you mean like, for example, three is closer to five than say two is. You, so the midway yeah. point is somewhere between. You can't, you can't just be in the middle ground, you know? Whereas yeah. six, you can be yeah, dead in the middle. Yeah, weird. Very, very weird, Norway. All right. While we're in a rating mood, let's rate these. Let's see okay. how many of these are hit still. That's it. So here we go. We start with "Boom, Boom, Boom, Boom" by the Vengeance. So we're saying hit still, or just what, if you hit. think if you think it's a hit deal. That's all. It's just on, okay. on you. Okay. okay. Right. Hit or not? I a mean, hit? yeah. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, great. You get what you give by the New Radicals. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like. Get set by Taxi Ride. I don't know, but I, like, yeah, sometimes I feel bad because it's like, if it's not something I already know, it's harder for me to, you know, get excited about, but okay. just for low mass, I'll say yes. Okay. <laughs> Michiko Latino, Jerry Halliwell. I'm going to say no, even though I loved it as a kid. I really, really loved it. But just hearing it back just then, I was like, I'm not rushing to hear it again. Yeah, I agree. All right. Someday by Sugar Ray. No, it's fine. It's fine. I think the phrase you use, background music, is probably the yeah. best description of it. She wants you, Billy Piper. No. <laughs> it's we not are. even a hit back then, in my opinion. <laughs> we are by Killing Heidi. Yeah, I didn't mind that. I, I was okay. very much into it. All right. Lucky Star, Alex Lloyd. No, not for me. Time of Our Lives, Marsha Hines. <laughs> I want to say yes, but after the way you spoke about it, I feel like this might be my last appearance on the pod. No, no. If I say yes, no, 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 no I'm joking. No, I think I, uh, I was still fo focused on the vocals, really, and I was impressed with that. So let's let let's. I'm going to say a maybe. Okay, that's a uh, half. Okay. Just just purely on the vibes, just how all I right. felt. That's all. And uh, unforgivable sinner. 
Un, let's say that again. Unforgivable yes. sinner. Yes. Definitely something. I definitely want to listen to that as soon as, like, you know, after we hang up. That's that's fifty five percent hit still. That's pretty good. That's over a pass. Right, right, right. Okay, let's maybe look. You know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. I feel bad for Marsha being a fan sitter, but you know, let's go with it. It's okay. It got us over the line. It got us over the line. Hey, thanks for doing this deal. My absolute pleasure. You've got some pods to that you do yourself. Yeah, so I've got Fitbet with the aforementioned Ben Lumas. Yes. Uh, and then we also have, uh, there's a pod I did with Lynn Fox called Driver's Seat, which is a health and well-being sort of a podcast which we cover, you know, things from sleep to exercise to financial wealth as well as community. So some each, yep. each episode is a different topic featuring a, a comedian friend or a silly person and then an actual, you know, uh, an expert. Excellent. So I really like that. But uh, but otherwise, uh, if we have any Canberra listeners, I'm going to be in your uh, city doing the last ever version of my solo show, Heartstopper. Uh, it's going to be there uh, um, at the Polish Club on the 12th of August. So tickets from com, I think. Great. <laughs> or comedy.com.au. That's where you can find all the tickets. Also, Utopia, ABCs. Of TV. course. I'm an idiot. Please. I mean, I suppose when you have a juggernaut TV show that yeah, you know, yeah. people anyway, forget to plug the, those yeah. ones. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Please watch Utopia. It's uh, without a doubt my favorite season uh, and a lot of great positive responses. So we're only three eps in, so there's, you know, five more to go. So get right. in there. Awesome. Hey, thanks everyone for Thank being you. Patreon subscribers. You're the absolute best. Hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode up with Adam Richard where we tackled the final, final disc of Hit Machine 18. It was four. Four episodes to get through that one deal. It was wow. It's pretty brutal. Let's just say nineteen ninety seven didn't have enough didn't have enough songs for four four episodes. But it's very funny. Adam's very, very funny on it. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to hear that, go to patreon.com slash DYKWIA. You guys are all the best. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.